Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 11. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben. Good evening. Today we're going to be talking about practice planning. Okay, so Ben, how have you been? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So, so the weather's a bit better now, isn't it? So we're, we're able to actually uh, at least plan to be out uh, for practising So um, and the yeah. matches. So, you know, that's that's a good thing. Just as Easter comes along, of course. So, you know, we've got no, no actual league matches or anything, but uh, it, it's good. I mean, the weather's taken a complete 180, hasn't it? So um, yeah, it's good to be good back out there. A big go- yeah, well, I've got no players over Easter, unfortunately, so I'm not training, didn't train last week, I'm not training this week. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit frustrating, especially as it's supposed to be tropical on Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but good to, well, we've got a game Sunday, actually, which is probably a bit worse because um, it's our first nine-a-side game. So, rather than nine-a-side friendly against one of the under-10s teams at our club. Um, so, it would have been good to... I've had, had a bit of training for that, really. But um, as it is, we're going to go into it cold. So we'll have a extended warm-up, I think. Get the kids there a bit earlier and try and work a few, a few things. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a culture shock, I think, playing offsides and all the associated rules. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're pretty much a, a full 11-a-side game there, aren't you? You know, it's only... Pretty much, couple yeah. of players off the pitch yeah, and, and you, you don't notice it so much I wouldn't imagine that nine aside yeah exactly and we've already had the uh, if, if you've got a parent lined up to do the line type thing so yeah it's all all happening that'll be good I'm looking forward to it I'm kind of looking forward to get, having an extra couple of players on the pitch and probably becomes a little bit more tactical I think and a little bit more yeah it's, um, I think it's seven aside especially when you play on a big pitch you can really ping the ball about and you find a lot of space, whereas this is going to be a little bit different. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Have you, you, know, you, obviously you didn't get money for training last week. but you... No, so I'm hoping we'll, I, I did try. I mean, it, well, I know it was Easter weekend, but I thought, well, we'll, we'll move. We, we normally train on a Sunday. Obviously Easter Sunday would be out. Uh, so, Tried to organise it for the Saturday, but uh, didn't get many takers. A few people going away uh, and apologetic. So in the end, I think we had four that could have come. Um, but it's just like, nah, it's, it's, it's not um, it's not worth it, really. Um, yeah, I mean, we right. could have... We could have done it. And, and actually, we have done it, even with, with three and four girls. But um, the added complications. So we've got a new pitch. And uh, the the owners, the owners of that little clubhouse and whatever, wanted to put on teas and coffees for the parents and everything. Mm. So they they wanted to make a big a bit of a grandstand about it. And uh, so I had a chat with the head coach, and it's like, well, we're going to look a bit daft, you know, if we if we turn up and we've got four, we did, we don't even have close to a full team. So uh, uh, yeah. so we said, Let, let's just put it off till next week. Well, that's probably sensible. Yeah, but, you know, frustrating after all the weather. Uh, it denied us of, of various games and practices, but um, just one of those things, you can't get too down about it. Just onward and upward for the for the next one. Yep, absolutely. So the aim of the podcast really is we're just we're two coaches. Dave's got an under-10s girls team. I've got an under-10 boys team. And we're really just trying to share ideas, share our experiences as we come towards the end of our first four seasons as coaches, um, we've both done our level one courses, which has given us a whole new insight into how we're coaching our teams, how we're planning and all that kind of thing. So we just want to share ideas. If anybody out there is getting anything from the podcast, that's great. If people would like to share their ideas and get in touch with us, that'd be fantastic too. And it's all about sharing and expanding our knowledge and hopefully reaching out to other people and giving them the benefit of what we've learned and hopefully they can take some stuff from that as well.
today we want to talk a little bit about practice planning, not drill planning or <laughs> tra- <laughs> training. I suppose training's okay, isn't it? Training's um, fine. Yeah, yeah professionals so, do it, so it can't be can't be too bad for us to say that. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to talk again, as you normally do, a little bit about, you know, kind of what we do now, um, how that's evolved for us and and how we see that evolving in the future. So I'll ask the questions first then. So so you you train on a a Thursday night, don't you? So in terms of, you know, so forgetting the execution of the practice for a moment. So take us through that practice planning stage for just for yourself um well it's it's kind of changed quite a bit since i did the level one so my my approach probably prior to doing that was pretty pretty random actually i'd probably try and do something different every week um and what, although I think what I was doing was interesting and um, challenging and everything else, I don't think there was a theme to it. So I'd do, you know, a war, some sort of run around the pitch warm up, which we kind of talked about last week. And then mm-hmm. I'd go into maybe a transition exercise, perhaps. Then I'd do something a bit more defensive. Then I'd do a bit of shooting practice, maybe. Um, then something possession based then we'd have a match so it was all a bit although it was interesting I think it was um, there was no theme to it it was just kind of trying to cram in different things that the kids might find stimulating mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I think obviously having done the level one and learning how to structure your practice and try and focus on one thing during the whole kind of session rather than pinging about pinging things around randomly i think it's been my approach to it complete has completely changed um and of course the other thing as well when you're doing that approach is you spend you spend sort of 10 minutes out of the hour picking cones up putting cones down trying to stop kids running riot when you're setting up a next practice all that sort of thing so i don't think there's a lot of structure to what i used to do it's just kind of random random stuff and I'd probably just go on YouTube and or some websites that I go on and just sort of pick out, oh, that looks interesting. I'll try that this week. So I've tried to move away from that now and have a proper structured idea in place. And I start, I kind of start planning really at the weekend, even, even before we've maybe played a game. So I'll be thinking on the Saturday before we even play on a Sunday about what we might do the following week. And then it will probably... I'll probably finalise that on Sunday, Monday, depending on how we've done in the game, because things might come out of the game we've played that I think, okay, we probably need to work on that, and then I might adapt it a bit. But, yeah, so my planning starts a lot earlier than it used to do. It used to probably be a bit last minute. You know, the day before, I'd try and cobble something together in my lunch hour at work or something. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, now I think about it a lot more. And, you know, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, in terms of building up that practice um, to the point you can have your whole pitch or area laid out before everybody turns up and then you don't need to move any cones around because your area is there and you're adapting your practice around your pitch layout, whatever. So I'm trying to take that approach now and it mm-hmm. it, 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 it seems to be working well. Um, it, probably the frustrating thing is I've not had enough training sessions since I finished the level one. I've probably only had two or three. Uh, in the last, oh, what are we now, April? Yeah, so probably yeah, six yeah. weeks, I've only probably had two or three training sessions. So, yeah, so still kind of learning how to structure it, but there's a lot more focus on it. And um, I kind of print it all out. I have it all laid out, and you know, in Word documents and whatever. So I've got a copy of it, and I email it to my assistant a few days before, which I didn't really used to do either. So mm-hmm. yeah, my approach to it has completely changed, really. So... How about you? Probably, probably the same, I guess, from what we've spoken about over the last few weeks. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, with with our our training being on the Sunday, usually we played the day before on a Saturday. It's, it's usually down to the to the week. So, um, the, the I mean, right up until you execute, there's always 
an opportunity to tweak tweak the plan a little bit. Mm. But we'll try and have most of the plan um, already before even we go into the game day on a Saturday. I mean, I, I, I think I've told you in the past, you know, that, that first session where I rocked up and I just kind of expected the head coach to just do everything. I, I yeah. genuinely rocked up with zero plan there. <laughs> and so I guess going from that, what I tried to do, I, I tried to use, um, you get various cool, uh, I, I'm going to use the, the D word, I'm going to say drills, because a lot of them online that you see are, are labeled drills, but you get some really nice graphics. And so what I was doing, I, I was kind of looking at those, I'd maybe take a quick screenshot of those and, and dump them into a, an Excel-like sheet. So it's like Google Sheets. Right. So you can just stick it up there. The advantage of that over Excel is, you know, it's all up in the cloud. So you know, it's quite easy for me to just add, add the head coach in, just say, have a look at this. You know, what do you think of that? Um, and so I, I'd put this whole, I'd, I had a tab for each week. Now I did have uh, different themes. So, so the themes I had, I had like ball control, ball mastery, um, attacking and defending. So those, those are my kind of three, um, uh, blocks of, of training sessions if you like but I, i've said to you before you know when i look back at them now it's like well they're all just a bit dull <laughs> <laughs> so i i kind of post level one i guess i'm looking at it and i, I just want to rip that up and and kind of start again but you know I, I did have an actual plan that we were we were working against there now what i i'm I think I, 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 I'm still searching at the moment because I, I, I see, you know, if you go on Twitter and stuff, there's, yeah. there's various, uh, there's lots of cool little graphics, you know, and a lot of the times they're same for, for drills, mm. you know, and, and they are pretty cool. And I guess I'm still searching for a tool that I really like that I can actually use you know, a little app or something where you can knock up your your little animations and whatever, yeah. um, and then and then have that and say, right, okay, that's that's next week's, and then just just file them off, and then if you could tag them, um, you know, so you could say, well, this one's you know, ball mastery, bravery, dribbling, or something like that. Then if, you know, in the future, I'm sort of scratching around what, you know, for a practice that I'm after, I, I can search, you know, show me all the stuff with ball mastery. I'm, I'm convinced there's tools out there. I just haven't really found one that, that I really like and, and works the way I'm expecting it to work. Yeah. So at the moment, you know, I go for the standard kind of Word slash Excel type plans the same as you do by the sounds of it yeah and uh, you know of course um gotta love pen and paper <laughs> yeah it's, it's harder to share i guess you could always take a picture of it or something but yeah. there's something for me about physically writing something down it it helps me sort of think a little bit more as well if that makes sense yeah no it does um yeah, I kind of agree on the the tool sort of part of it. I, the guy, our, Pete, our level one coach, he had a really good good one, um, but I can't remember. I did ask him what it was. I can't remember for the love of me. I can't remember what it was now. But he he paid some small fee to use it, um, like annual, you know, subscription fee or whatever. But it was great. He had little, you could drag and drop little players on there and balls and cones and goals and stuff. It was a superb little thing, but I'll have, I'm probably going to have a little look around and see if I can um, find something similar to that because I think it would be really useful. And obviously the old tactics board. I'll be taking a tactics board Sunday yeah, to show players what formation we're doing because it's all new, so that's going to come in handy, I think. Well, so that's... What do you think about the old tactics board? Be- I think... of. Do you feel a bit? I think it's. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. But evidence that it really 
gets the message across. I, I, I'm still the jury's still out. I think so. I guess I, I completely hear you, and I think um, there's a part of me that that thinks it's a bit much. Mm. You know, it's it's uh, it's a seven aside under tens game. Yep. You know, you're not Pep Guardiola, but just. Just having that awareness of where your teammates are yeah. is usually the the message I'm trying to get across. Yeah, and so I, I do try. So I, I don't do it 100 percent of the time, but say you know before a match or or in practices or whatever, I'll just I'll just quickly put the little magnets up there. So. Just to mention, I guess, the, the tactics board, I, I think we're both referring to, it's, it's about, what, about a tenner off yeah. Amazon or something? Yeah. You know, a just brilliant little uh, little coaching plan thing, and it's got loads of uh, pre-printed sheets on that you can use. And on one side, it, it's got this magnetic sort of tactics board with loads of little different colored magnets that you can, you can place on there and move around and what have you. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'll kind of move that, and I'll try and ask the girls questions. Like, you know, if if uh, if we're playing, say, a um, a two three one, you know, I'll, I'll lay the I'll lay the magnets out in that, and then I'll say, well, if if the the front sort of four players move up, you know, what what do the defenders need to do? Yeah. You know, and, and I'll let them move the magnets then and, and yeah. try and see where, where they move them. And for that exercise it, it, it works pretty well, but I haven't seen I haven't seen it really convert on the pitch yet. But I, I think it's a it's something it's a tool that I think I'll I'll carry on using. But obviously, you know, at this stage, I'm not I'm not too worried about you know whether they're tactically aware um, of, of where they need to be on the pitch. Um, I think we've got more to work on in terms of just in possession um, and that ball control at the moment. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I must admit, I've never used a tactics board. Yeah, this season. Um, don't really know why. I've taken. I've actually taken it to training a couple of times. I've never actually physically used it. Probably because I don't know things have gone pretty well, and I think, like you said, it's seven aside, and I've not really felt the need to too much. Well, there's probably times I could have used it, but I think now, especially on Sunday and going to the nine aside, I will use it a lot more. I think I've got that in mind to do. So things that I've thought that I want to show the guys, and you know how to move on the pitch and the different formation we're going to be playing and offsides and all that sort of stuff. So it'll probably come in really handy. Whereas mm-hmm. seven aside, you know, there's no offsides and it's a set two, three, one. We always play two, three, one. Everybody's pretty well drilled. They know their positions and that sort of thing. So I've never really felt the need to use it, but I was just and interested where? because we, we discussed it on the, with, on the level one and somebody said about it and our tutor was like, well, why wouldn't you use a tactics board? Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed about it. He said, the people who should be embarrassed are the ones who don't want to use it. He says, yeah, of course you should use a tactics board. He said, I use it. Why wouldn't you use it? And it was kind of like, well, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you do probably feel a little bit, probably part of me would have felt a bit self-conscious about it, maybe. That's not why I haven't used it. I've just not got around to it. But yeah, it was just, just, just interesting because we had a debate amongst ourselves on the level one about, about using it and it was a kind of mixed response to people who do use it people who don't so but I think it's a good tool definitely I suppose the the kind of um, self-consciousness you, you don't want to come across like competitive dad dear you know to, no, exactly. sort of with your tactics board there and you're like you know again speaking as if you're Jurgen Klopp or something to yeah. <laughs> well, I think your 10 year old kids Part of it for me, okay, when I when I did my um my little league team last year, you know, this is like under under nines or whatever it is, and you know, it's 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 all abilities down there, range of people who can't even kick the ball to people who are pretty good. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was one guy in our 
in our um, division, if you like. And he, he used to come down with this huge flip chart and it just looked kind of comical to me. I, mean, I, I don't want to belittle him, but it, it just looked so over the top for this Sunday kickabout, you know, little league kind of <laughs> setup. And it, he had this huge flip chart. It wasn't it even if he had a tactics little board, I, you know, fair enough. But you mean huge... like the, the big flip charts you get in the office? Yes, exactly <laughs> that. You know, so, you know, it's just all his from these stilts and he's, it's, you know, the ones you flip the chart back and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you'd see like if you did a huge bit of paper. Not, not. Yeah. So what we're talking about is like an A4 size clipboard. I'm talking about the huge. If you're in an office meeting and you're doing a presentation, one of those. <laughs> so he's there every week, even if it's raining, with this huge flip chart. And we all sort of, you know, we're all, all me and the parents and we're all looking at each other. Is this guy on? <laughs> you know, it's it, no, it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's not it that just, many dry days. Oh, it was just complete overkill. But, you know, God bless him. I shouldn't <laughs> diss him, but it just seems so over the top. I, mean, I wouldn't even have something like that with my team. I'd have a little, you know, the A4 size flip chart. That's all you need with the magnets. You don't need this huge boardroom type presentation thing. So I think that's where a bit of my self-consciousness has come from, thinking, we all thought that guy was a bit of an idiot. What will people think if I have my little flip chart? But obviously, it's not the same scale. But that just made me chuckle thinking about that. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> it's probably still there now on a Sunday with it. Yeah, I, I mean, part of me thinks you know you've got to admire blokes who and women as well, of course, who who go that extra mile. It's it's it, it sounds like he's kind of going the extra mile, doesn't it? But I think yeah. It, I think, in all honesty, it's, it's a little bit misplaced. Yes, absolutely. But anyway, <laughs> so, but it's like any tool, isn't it? You know, you you just, I guess, if you know, he's he, he's got that to hand. You know, maybe in his home office or something, and, and he he feels more comfortable yeah. communicating um, with that medium. Then uh, then maybe that's why he's why he's using it. So um, yeah. No, absolutely. Interesting. So I think um, I think one of the accounts I, I followed, Planet Coach, not as in Planet as in Planet Hollywood, yeah, but Planet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's a tool that you can use, and that that's maybe the one that you were talking about. I'm sure I saw it's like about four quid a month or something. Yeah, or thirty six quid for the year. I've never actually tried it out, um, but the you see you see them tweeting out lots of little animations and stuff. So maybe maybe that's the one that your your level yeah. one coach is trying yeah, to about. I might even drop him an email and find out the name of it because it is a good one. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you put together when you put together your practice. Mm. Like how many times does that change before you actually print it out? And you know, I'm sure you don't laminate it, but you, you know what I mean. Sort of mentally yeah, yeah. laminate it at least. Um, it depends. Sometimes a little bit. Sometimes not. I, I even sometimes change it on the day that when I'm actually training, depending on numbers and how I think something's going. But generally, I don't. I think once it's kind of once I've decided what we're going to do. It doesn't tend to change really. Um, I might change the warm up activity or rival activity more than the actual main practice, but mm-hmm. I'm always kind of playing around with that in my head or what we could do. But yeah, the actual main, the main parts of the practice don't tend to change. They, they're kind of pretty, pretty set once I've decided what we're going to try and focus on. So they don't, I don't move that around too much. Yeah. And I think we're always going to have to, uh, think a little bit on the fly aren't we that you know depending on numbers and stuff situations yeah. it, you're always probably gonna have to tweak it a little bit it's just I, I was interested you said you sent off to your assistant do you get you get feedback and, and not really at all? i do say to him if you've got i do say if you've got any ideas or you know is there anything you want to try out or if you've got any suggestions or whatever then you know feel free um, but he doesn't tend to. I think he's quite happy to not get involved in that. He's just quite happy to come down and 
you know, encourage the kids. And it's not. Leave it's not them. that you have a Brian Clough style of, of management, is it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to your opinions, but I'm always right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll listen to what you have to say, and then yeah, we'll decide how it's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite open to. If anything, it might take a bit of. I'm only teasing you, yeah. but no, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, but he's, no, he's not really. But then you know, he takes training. He took training the other week because I wasn't around, and but I'll give him the plan. I'll say, well, this is what we're going to try and work on so go and execute it um but yeah he doesn't really make any suggestions i think he's kind of happy to let me just get on with it to be honest so what would you say so so you spoke a little bit about the type of things that were in before so so what what ingredients are in that plan and that planning process right right now then um well it's difficult really I, I kind of I try and do a different theme do I do it's hard for me to comment that much because I haven't really I've only had a few sessions when I've tried to plan what I call proper proper planning mm-hmm. uh, but I try and at the moment well what I've done so far is pick a different focus for each week so I think the first one after level one I did was decision-making in the final third. So I set up a practice gear only around that and what we're, how we, what we're doing with the ball when we're attacking and that kind of thing. And then I think after that, I did more of a defensive one. Um, mm-hmm. so the practices will be geared around defensive stuff just, just, to, just to try and mix it up a bit but have a current theme or a theme running through the whole session. So I don't... I mean, I've not thought, right, we'll do, I don't know, in possession for four weeks running and I'll tweak mm-hmm. practices around that. I've been more like, well, this week we're going to focus on in possession. Next week we're going to focus on out of possession. So that's kind of the approach I've taken so far. That might change possibly next season. I don't know. I think a lot of it's going to depend next season on how we do moving to a different format of the game and how I that'll probably dictate how I structure my practices and I can probably envisage quite a bit of stuff without the ball and organization and, you know, that sort of thing. Cause it's going to just mm-hmm. be different for the kids. And I think in the summer, when we train in the summer, a lot of it will be around that about the structure of the team and where we should be without the ball um, rather than more possession. I tend to do a lot of possession based stuff, but the, we're pretty, you know, we're not the finished article, but we're pretty strong at that. And it's just more in those areas where we're a bit weaker, you know, transition, we can improve a lot on um, and just our shape and that kind of it. And what we do when we haven't got the ball. So they're probably the areas going forward that I will focus more on. So going into the summer for the last, maybe, maybe after the season's finished, because we've only got two games left. So I don't think I'll, radically changed training or anything like that but after the after the season's finished it'll be you know thinking about that nine aside setup and probably focus more on out of possession i would think um so i'll be looking to develop the training around that i think mm-hmm. well i guess you so you mentioned there i guess those two things so you talked about a theme for that practice Yep. Now, it's a different thing to have a, an overarching plan. Or, or let's, let's call it a program. Mm. So if, you, if you've got a four- to six-week program that's all working yeah. on in possession, that, that's different to having your, your theme to your practice. So, so let's consider that. So that, that's one ingredient is the yep. theme of it. Yep. And then um, we we've spoken about arrival activities, haven't we? In the in the past, arrival activities slash warm up. We yep. spoke about that last week. And then um, you're building up different uh, different games, are you? Different little. I, I'm trying not to use the D word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I won't, I won't, yeah. So if we if we spent, and that's how I've done it throughout the season. If if we've if we're working on possession, say, I'll try and do different activities each week based around possession. I won't just do the same one 
um, each week. But that's not to say that I won't. I think there's some, I've definitely learned and there's definitely scope to do this, a similar thing over a period of weeks and just tweak it a little bit, which is probably, which I think is quite a good thing to do. Um, just to keep that kind of continuity and keep that message fresh and the same, but fresh a bit, just mix it up a little bit. And I'll probably will, that's something I've probably learned that I can do going forward. Um, but yeah, generally I'll, there'll be a theme, but there will be different kind of practices around that theme. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I've approached it so far. But, um, you know, I've got plenty of ideas on, like you said, a pro- program's a great word. And, pro- and I think a program is definitely going to be what I'll probably do over the summer when we're, you know, when the season's finished and we're having sort of pre-season training, if you like. There'll be a, it'll be a sort of program. So I'll be, it'll be, like you say, three, four weeks working on a similar theme with maybe a few diff- few practices that remain constant throughout with little tweaks, but there'll be other things just to keep it fresh that I'll probably introduce, but with that theme in mind or the program in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to going into a completely different format of the game. So, yeah, that's going to be the focus, I think. And I think the other thing you spoke about there, so... I seem to remember the, the the FA call it the carousel method. I think was it was it I'm sure sure it was carousel method, where you build up the structure of your your practice. Yes. So you know you and and I was exactly the same. So you lay your cones down for that particular activity. You do that activity, and then you set up for the next activity. Yeah. And all the kids are booting balls around and, and getting a bit bored and what have you. And and they, they advise that the ball's supposed to be rolling for something like 70% of the practice, don't they? Uh, yeah. Something like that. So so if you're setting up cones for, you know, a few minutes in between each each practice, then, then you know, you're never going to get that. Yeah. So I think that is, personally, I found that one of the hardest things to get right, <laughs> you know, and it's great when it actually, when you get it, it does feel, you know, you feel pretty good about it. You're like, oh, right. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. How I've done that there, it but it, 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 yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't just come automatically. You, you do have to think quite hard about how you can, um, lay your cones out and then have it flow, you know, maybe move a couple of cones around each time, but you very quickly utilise the same space for for different practices. Yeah, I think you're right, and I'd agree with that. I think that I'm still not there yet in terms of turning up. I've laid the pitch out and everything just flows seamlessly. I'm still, you know, you might, not, not drastically, but still putting the odd cone down between a practice. and But you can, you know, you can send the kids off to get a, get a drink, have a quick break, and you can quickly tweak your layout and it kind of works i've kind of learned to do that a little bit and if i'm probably more at the stage of doing that i've got i've got the general outline of the practice area then i may still be adding on removing a few cones here and there but nothing like the whole thing like i was doing before which would take you know five minutes Mm -hmm. and that's when the problem starts so yeah i'm still learning that and it is you're right it is difficult um because you it's almost like trying to do a jigsaw puzzle. You're like, right, this is what I want to do. Now, can I do yeah. it? I'll lay the pitch out like this. So it's a bit of a, there's a bit of, I guess with experience that comes. And, you know, like you said, when you've got that armory of practices and experience, you can think, oh, well, I can just, I can just throw this in there and still use this layout. So it's, yeah, it's a, there's a bit of skill involved in that. And I'm still not quite there, but um, yeah, like you said, you're, you're still not there either, which is kind of comforting because, you sort of feel pressure to think, well, oh, I should be able to do that. But it is, it is difficult. It is difficult. Yeah, yeah. And I guess... I was just going to ask, um, is that... I can't, I can't in my own mind make up if it's a good thing that you train the day after a game or not. I'm, I can see benefits to it and I can see disadvantages to it. I guess if you could choose, would you, you'd probably have a midweek session, I suppose, wouldn't you? If you ideally, or would you not? I don't know. Who kind of does the setup that you do? I've got well, there's another under tens team. Actually, that's not true. There's a, one of the under tens teams at our club play on a Sunday, and he trains on a Monday. 
but I've never, I don't see him often enough to ask him. I might ask him how he finds it. But yeah, I'm just interested to see how you find that. I think I was, it's more out of necessity. So, you know, I, I'm away quite a lot. Um, the head coach is also away. Uh, so so we, we literally can't do those midweek sessions. Mm. Now, one, <laughs> one of the uh, chaps that I used to work with, he used to effectively contract out the uh, the coaching of the team, right? So, and I, I never, I never actually quizzed him. I wish I had done now, but I, I never actually quizzed him on how much does that cost and like who pays for it. You know, do you get the parents to put their hands in their pockets for a bit more? You know, it, it doesn't seem quite right to me. <laughs> if, you, if you're a volunteer coach, then you're the one on the hook to do the coaching. So, yeah. or maybe, maybe it was another volunteer as well. Maybe they didn't pay someone, um, but they effectively got someone else to do the coaching and then they just, they just took the matches. So, okay. you know, that's another, it, it's another coping strategy to not being able to train in the week, yeah. but okay. the kind of negative pieces to it, so I'll do positives first. So I guess, you know, the game is still fresh in your head. Um, That's always a good thing, I think. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, good and bad, I think. You know, if you just received a pasting, uh, well, maybe yeah. a couple of days off wouldn't be a terrible yeah. thing. Um, you know, so I, I think... Because it... Because we're doing the practice on the Sunday, it does do- it does dominate the weekend, and I think some of the parents yeah. possibly feel that's that's a bit of a bind and, and an overcommitment. Like you say, we're we're competing with with all kinds of different other activities. These aren't the the kids that I'm working with aren't generally you know the football mad you know little Paul Gascoigne's just wanting to play football all day. And, you know, there's, there's lots of other competing activities that that they're interested in. So, so I think, yeah, possibly it's, it's, if, if, if I had a blank canvas, then I would probably opt to train on the Thursday. Yep. Um, and I've spoken with other coaches about this, that even, you know, they feel like sometimes even even practicing on a Thursday, the kids have forgotten by the Saturday what, what they actually worked on. But <laughs> I think part of that is just, again, the, the being kids. But if you're playing on the, on the Saturday, I think for me, Thursday would just be about perfect. If you're playing on the Sunday, then maybe Friday, but you don't have too many volunteers for a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I find that maybe because it's the weekend, but that gap from Thursday to Sunday is very short. It feels pretty short, so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel it doesn't feel like you've trained ages ago. So it's reasonably still fresh in your mind. And I think, like we discussed last week, that's where your arrival activity or warm up, whatever you want to call it, before your game is important. And that's when mm-hmm. like we discussed last week. That's when you can start just re- refreshing what you did on the Thursday. So it comes back into the kids' minds again. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what we did a couple of days ago. So, yeah, it's... Um, but, yeah, the, a few days gap isn't too bad, I think. But, yeah, it'd be weird. I'd find it odd training the day after and having six days to the next game. But, obviously, it's... Yeah, it's I think... It's what you've got to do kind of thing. And I could, there are good and bad bits to it. I can see that. I think, ideally, we, we would spread out. So, so if we'd practice in the week and we'd play at the weekend... Um, like I say, it's just it's just a bit unfortunate. It's kind of out of, out of necessity, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I was what I was going to say, but I mean, good question. I, I it's, it's something again as uh, situations change might might change in the future. But what I was thinking before we went off on that tangent was around the the whole plan, do and review. And we probably haven't had, like I say, haven't had too many opportunities to do that review. Mm. But for the for the few sessions you've you've had post level one, have you done much reviewing? I think I'm always reviewing in my mind, even when I'm doing when we're doing stuff, and I think, well, oh, this isn't working that well, or 
yeah, this is working okay. We could probably change it and do this. Or so I'm always I'm always in my back of my mind assessing what we're doing, and there's stuff that I won't maybe go back and do because it hasn't worked, or I'll think, well, I'll do that again, but I'll do it this way. Or I, I wouldn't say I've sat down and written out my, a little report to myself, you know, in in that sense. But I probably should do that. I just haven't kind of got around to it but I'm always I'm always assessing what we've just done and I put a lot of pressure on myself to make to I'll probably beat myself up about it if I think it hasn't gone well and I'll and I'll think Mm. can we do that one again but change it so it works or is it just not suited to you know the setup of kids we've got and what what we're trying to achieve that sort of thing so I kind of do I kind of do do it but I, I wouldn't say, I, if, if you're asking me, do I sit and write a report out to myself and log it away for future reference? I don't do that at the moment. That's not to say I won't, and I probably should do that because I think, and I probably will try and do it because the more practices I get under my belt, it'll be good to go because you'll, you'll forget about sessions and how they went. You can look back and go, oh, yeah, we've tried that before. What, 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 what was it like last time? Oh, I can see it didn't work too well because we did this. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a useful tool and practice to do so i will probably try and start doing that properly um but it's more a mental thing i'll lock it away and think yeah that didn't really work or we could try try this so yeah i could definitely improve on that and i, and I will try and improve on that but do you do, this, do you do the same as well pretty much the same and, and i was just thinking I, I guess you know in talking about that framework of plan do and review I don't, I don't think they're all, they're not distinct phases, are they? You know, we talked about, you know, you have 90% of your plan and then you get to the practice and then there's a different number of players, you know, yeah. below a critical mass, what you need, uh, you know, some circumstances change. Uh, then you end up planning a bit more on the fly. So you kind of very quickly, uh, rapidly kind of planning and, and doing uh, during the session there. Yeah. And then it's, I guess, I guess not everyone does it, but kind of the way I'm wired as well. It, it's like, well, if, if something doesn't go particularly well, it's like straight away, like, hmm, yeah, that didn't go well. Uh, probably won't do that again. <laughs> now, the 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 question I probably don't ask myself enough um, in maybe having that more as a, you know, a review session in the cold light of day, because it, it, it's like in a match, isn't it? You know, you not so much in the practice, but you, you, you're in the thick of it. I was going to say, you know, in the match, your emotions, are, uh, you're trying to wrestle with your emotions all the time. It's not the same in a practice, but you're still in the thick of it. You're still trying to make sure, you know, keep an eye on what everyone's doing. Is it going to plan and whatever? So maybe in the cold light of day, the question I don't ask probably enough is, well, why didn't it go well? Mm. You know, because if I just dismiss the whole practice, I, I might be just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yep. Or it might be, you know, there's some little tweak that you could make that uh, that could make that practice better in the future. Yeah. But yeah, for for me, it's it's more of a mental, um, a mental thing, and and that that review, that mental review, goes into you know the future planning. Yeah. We say, yeah, I guess how it's supposed to work, isn't it? It's, it's kind of cyclical, you know, that plan do review. It's not, it's not a linear thing. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to speak to fellow coaches and find out how many of them actually do sit down and review and write out. You know, I'm sure a lot of people do do it. I'm sure a lot of people don't do it as well. I think just because just because of time, isn't it? It's just everyone's lives are busy, and you. you, you It'd be, it'd be a great luxury to have that time to sit and think, right, I'm going to have to take an hour now to reflect on how training went. But you just don't get the time, unfortunately. So I do try and make the best of it, but I will I will endeavour to do that in the future. Um, and this is where I think, you know, surely there's a, 
if there's not an app or a website that does this already, we might be on something here. <laughs> there must be. But, there must be. You know, if you if you have your little animations and the animations are the cool bit that, that I kinda wanna figure out how you how you do those. But you know, if you if you just add it on your phone and you know, you you're off out and about and you could just you know, very quickly just write some notes in, you know, who turned up to practice, tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe even have your four corner model, you know, how did how did these practices map onto that? And, you know, how did the individual players do, you know, socially, psychologically? I mean, I'm sure there's there's quite a cool little app that could make that really yeah. easy. No, I'm sure. I think I'm yeah, and these are all good things to to think about doing. And I will. I think as we as I have more players next year, and hopefully the practices will be better because I won't. You know, if one or two drop out at the moment, it's a bit of a nightmare because we only have ten players. But if you've got twelve, thirteen every week, you know, it should make the practice planning more rewarding because you're not you know if one or two don't turn up you've still got a decent healthy number and you can still do most of your practices with that number and you won't have to think on the fly as much so i'm looking forward to it and i think i will it will probably make me put a bit more effort in than i am now and i think i'm putting i'm always thinking about it now it's kind of not obsessively but whereas before i think it's wednesday i better put a session together now I'm, i'm constantly thinking about the game about how players are just doing generally, about the mix of player who's struggling, who's doing well. What can we, what can we work on that can maybe help this player out? So I'm always evaluating mine and turning over in my mind. That's that's the beauty of where I quite enjoy my cycling to work when I'm doing it because I get two hours a day to think, <laughs> which and I do come up with quite a lot of my ideas when I'm doing that because it's quite a lot of time to fill a day. You know, it's ten hours a week on the bike just yeah yeah so so i always think a lot about my coaching and and that sort of thing and how he can plan how i can plan what i'm going to do so that's that's kind of my evaluation time and i guess that's when that's probably when my reviewing comes into it as well because that's what i'm thinking about especially on the friday the day after training i'm thinking well that didn't really work and what what can we do here and what can we do so i'm always thinking about that stuff so yeah, I probably spend. I probably do spend quite a bit of time doing it, even though I'm not aware that I'm doing it. If that makes sense, because I'm just filling my head with thoughts when I'm saying, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is around training and planning and football. So I'm probably am always doing that evaluating in my head. But yeah, just not at desk, sat there writing it out. I suppose for, for me, that that thinking part it is just an early part of the planning though isn't it yeah I, exactly totally t- totally agree because you you just have to, you have to think what is it what is it i want to do and yeah. then later on in the planning you think how am i going to do that yeah but, but early on i think there is quite a lot of think time involved in just you know what what is it i actually want to do and work on absolutely and you know, it's like when we're on the Twitter feed on the Coachcast or whatever, you'd always, you know, I'm always tweeting out little routines that people put on there. And I think, you know, I'm always thinking a little part of it goes in my brain. I think, oh, that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll lock that away or maybe come back to it and think, oh, I can get that into one of my practices and maybe tweak it a bit and do my own thing. So you're totally right. I think that thinking thought process is part of the planning. I guess. I mean, what do you? What do you do? You, I don't think any of us sit at a desk and go right now. I'm going to work out my plan. I guess it kind of. How does it work for you? Do you do it when you're because obviously you're travelling a lot? Do you do a lot of it when you travel? Yeah, I, I don't think there's there's a particular set time. I, again, I've I've got the whole week, so you know I'll be thinking about that early kind of ideation. Um, stage, you know, what is it we want to do? And then, you know, uh, I'll probably look around at various resources. So, so we probably haven't spoken about resources. Or, or we spoke about Twitter, didn't we? We spoke about Planet Coach. Um, uh, Hive. On Twitter. Hive, absolutely, is a, is a great resource. So, you know, once you've got past 
the what is it I actually want to do, the, the how, you know, you can look to these resources and, and say, oh, right, yeah, that, that fits, or that fits 70% of what I want to do. How can I, how can I tweak that? I spoke last week, didn't I, about that Connect Four game? Well, you know, the game was absolutely nothing like it. It was Hive that I saw that on initially. The game was nothing like what we ended up doing in the end. But you know, just taking that idea and and kind of running running with it in a, in a slight different direction to get what yeah. I wanted. So so it's really throughout that week, and and like I say, it comes later in the week when I actually commit something, and I might have you know little napkins or something well draw out. You know, here's where my cones are, and <laughs> no, I'm trying to do that less unless it's it's really just helping me um, sketch down what, what is it I want to do. I, I want to start getting more of this stuff onto, onto the digital medium. So, you know, I, I like with, with the word docs and stuff and the Excel docs, I, I do like using the Google docs just because I, again, I can use any device. So yeah. if, I, if I have an idea on and I'm out and about, but I've got my phone I'm like, oh, quickly, I'll just put that up. Right, a couple of little bullet points say, hey, let's work on this and this. And then, I, you know, I can log on with my laptop and have a look at that later and elaborate on it a bit more. So, so that, that's what I, I'll tend to do um, at the moment. Now, what I would say is if, if there's any listeners out there who've got any um, particular tools that they, they use and quite like, uh, a bit more sophisticated yeah. give us a shout out let us know and uh um you know it helps other listeners but more selfishly I think <laughs> quite looking forward to, to helping us as well so yeah that that'd be really interesting if someone does use something quite different and and like say i i i still default quite often to you know post-it notes and and pen and paper essentially uh, to get my thoughts down. But I, I do, I, I believe to my core, there must be something out there. It's, it's a bit more 2018. Yeah, that can be our um, our little assignment for the start of next season to have a decent app or something or tool that we use to do our planning. That can be our unofficial summer target. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And like I say, if. Uh, uh there's there's plenty of things that are a bit like it yeah. and again i sort of tried a few i've just not found anything that, that i'm particularly happy with yep no absolutely we'll find one okay so anything else on that i don't think so i think it's just uh it's a constant work in progress isn't it i think yeah, so let's, let's maybe try and wrap up what we talked about there then. So we had, we we talked about the whole plan, do, review being a, a cyclical thing. So, uh, you know, make sure you, and, and what we probably didn't speak about is, you know, I have seen examples where, where coaches just kind of do seem to rock up. Yep. And they just, uh, you know, so definitely advise against that. Even if it's, you know, if you're driving and on the way from work, just just have a think about it at least, <laughs> um, and then you'll get the most out of that that time. I, I think the I, I recall one of the FA guys saying something like, um, you know, that the, the grassroots coaches have the hardest uh, task because you have the minimum. Uh, time to spend with the players yeah. and you have you know none of the facilities really or, or not the facilities that the academies have yeah. um, so you know you, you you need to put the planning time in just to maximise that small amount of training time that you do have we talked about uh, not not a mandatory thing but, but maybe something to think about is to have that overarching programme so, you know, if you want to work on in possession for four to six weeks, if you want to work on transition for, you know, X number of weeks, you can do that as well. Yeah. Uh, and that maybe helps steer what your what your themes are for a given number of practices. Yeah. 
And then we spoke about, you know, some of the some of the ingredients, uh, things like planning out what your arrival activity is, and then what all your your individual activities and games are within that uh, within that practice. Now, one of the things we we didn't really talk about, I guess, is is where the game or the match fits into all of that, and. I think we, we've spoken before, haven't we, about a lot of the time the kids turn up, they just want to play a match. <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, one, of the, one of the coaches at our club, actually, we had uh, one of these events where all the coaches get together and, and discuss, you know, putting practices together and everything. And, and, and he just said, well, if, if they're itching to play a match, just let them play a match. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let them play for ten minutes. Do all your setup and everything. And it's like, right, okay. Now we'll go into the practice. So, I don't think it's it's set, is it? It's not. It's not. Thou shalt have a match at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just thought that was interesting. I've never tried that. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't. I think I've never tried it just because I've. I'd imagine the focus from going from a match to then having to do practice would be, they'd, they'd find it very difficult. It'd be a bit of a come down, wouldn't it, possibly? Yeah, because most of the time, all you get from a lot of them is, can we play a match? Are we playing a match? Yeah. That's what I yeah. get from mine. Um, so, yeah, to do it either way around, I'm not sure. Maybe as they get older, it might be different. I don't know. It, it just seems a bit... We've, we had that same discussion on um, in our course. The same, mm-hmm. Exactly the same words, pretty much. They want to play a match, let them play a match. I think we all sort of looked at you thinking that's all very well in theory, but yeah, I think the reality would be quite different for the age groups that we had in that group anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, could you imagine going to training and playing a match for half an hour and being told, right, now we're going to do a load of practices? I don't know. I'd probably think, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't Maybe maybe we've got it all wrong. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll try it one week and see what the. I guess think about how it would make you personally feel as a player. I well, think, exactly, it would annoy me. Yeah, I think for me, I, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd quite like it. But like I say, this, this is what this is what was said, and I, I kind of. I thought I'm all I'm all for embracing uh, different things and trying stuff out, and I think yeah. at some point I might just try it out. I'm a little bit sceptical, I guess, that it'd really work. But uh, I mean, you could play a match for the whole hour, but it's kind of a, but it's a practice, and also you build up your, you layer in different rules and different challenges throughout the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Stop starts is not just a, which is kind of another option, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. So we spoke about different tools that we use. So we we talked about the tactical pad, didn't we? Um, that you can you can get off off Amazon fairly cheaply um, using you know word processing packages and and things like that to just draft it together, move things around, and, and maybe print out and take to the practice. Yep. Uh, I quite like using the online Google Docs. You know, just as I say, so I can edit them from any device, play around with them before I, I get to the training at the at the weekend. Yeah. Anything else I've missed there? Well, I think so. I think you covered that covered that very succinctly there, my friend. No problem. So let's wrap up then. thanks for listening uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us please drop us an email at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at grootscoachcast so one plug i'd like to add as well so i do have another podcast it's the comics in motion podcast so if you're interested at all in tv movies or games that are based on comic books then get across there and, and have that a listen so have that a listen give that a listen um it's a little bit different to this podcast obviously 
Um, but we've uh, we're having a lot of fun working on that. So our latest podcast has has just been posted up there. We, we had a look back at the 1989 uh, Tim Burton Batman, and so that was very interesting seeing how that stood up compared to how I remembered how it stood up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care now. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening.